Hi everyone. <laughs> Sorry about that. Like a freaking child. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, how are you feeling? You alive? I, I am back to feeling more alive and more human and more myself. Oh, you God. look like yourself. Yeah, I don't know who I was last week. But like weirdly, I don't know if like my phone was sensing how I was feeling. I was going through like my emails today, like my junk emails on my phone. Your drunk emails? Junk emails. Oh, I was like, who sends emails drunk? Yeah, I mean I probably do sometimes. <laughs> um but it was a lot of like funeral directors and like plan your funeral and like, have you written your will? I was like, do they know that I'm like near death? Like, do they know that I'm that ill? Like what's going on? <laughs> Oh my god! um, I mean, they were just crap emails anyway. But I was like, that's weird though. Okay, is the universe aligning here, telling me something? That's really weird. Yeah. Also, weird thing about the universe. So I was just talking to my flatmate before you came. She's like, "What time slot coming over?" As she said your name, you rang the doorbell. Psychic, mate. Weird. Psychic. Weird. (laughs) The universe is doing all kinds of things. Um, But yes, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Should I open some wine? Yes, let's Right. We've got Bruce Jack. Have we had that before? It looks familiar, but I don't think we've had this one. Well, it's I feel like we've had a white before. Oh, okay. This is a South African Sauvignon Blush. Because mm. um, I was in the big Sainsbury's yesterday, so oh. I had all variety. I was going to get an Aldi wine, but you know. Oh, well, you splashed out that little bit more. Yep. Mmm, smells nice. Okay. I feel like I haven't drunk wine in ages. Because you've been ill. True. I cannot say the same. <laughs> I had some wine last night. <laughs> when I also booked my trip away with my um, fam. Oh, that's really nice. Cheers, yeah. Where are you going with your fam? Me and my mummy and my sister are going to Edinburgh in September. Oh, I love Edinburgh. For a little girls trip. Oh, that'd be cute. I love Edinburgh. It's such a nice place to go to. Do you want to come on the bed a bit more? No, because I'm leaning on the hard bit because I feel like sometimes I get too comfortable. Oh, okay. And then I'll end up sticking down and falling asleep. <laughs> I think we'll be fine. Mid-episode. Just... Mid-episode. Okay, well, if you do hit your head on the um, bookshelf, please don't. No, I quite like the edge. Okay, well, it makes me a bit uncomfortable, but that's all. <laughs> <laughs> you just look like you're, like, sitting on the... You're, like, perched. Oh, no, because my feet are on the floor. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay, well, I feel very comfortable on my bed, fully sat in the middle of it. Um... Shall we dive straight in, because I've got quite a bit to catch up on. Yes, and also later in the episode we will be joined by Jen Carlo, sex and relationships writer, um, talking to her about dating and Valentine's Day, all the fun, nitty-gritty dating stuff. Yes, I'm very excited for that. Set from asking advice for two people that are in relationships. <laughs> help, SOS. Um, to be fair, I could always use the help. Um, <laughs> Scott, I think you're pretty much wifed up, so he's fine. I mean, it's not signed, sealed, delivered just yet. Wait but... till that ring is firmly on. <laughs> Wait till Leave. I sign that paper, but... babe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously we didn't get to talk about it last week because someone will have to be ill. Oh, goodness sake, we've a podcast to produce here. Um, but yeah, Drag Race is back in our lives. Yes. Drag Race 3 versus the world. Um, nine queens from around the globe. Yes. Kind of around the globe in a very select number of countries around the globe. Yes. But still around <laughs> the globe. Quite particular, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, thoughts? I mean, I love it. Like, I literally was watching this Tuesday's one and I said to Gabriel, I was like, I feel like a proud mum. Like, seeing them all together, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so happy mm. for them all. Um, 
But that still doesn't defeat the fact that I want one of the American queens or Canadian queens to win. Really? Yeah. Actually, or Pangina. I really like Pangina. Yeah. I really think Same. they're really cool. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're really different and just like the way their outfits they did for the runway. Mm-hmm. They were like so like ahead of the game. Yeah. So like well thought out. The queen one fucking loved oh, it. Oh, well, that was hilarious. When they did the butch queen is the queen shooting about so the They were like, when I think of a butch queen, I think of like, butch, okay, a man going hunting. <laughs> when I think of the queen, I think of the queen. <laughs> Put them together, the queen's going hunting. <laughs> And the thing is, like, she literally does do that as well, so, like, it's just so yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd love to see old Lizzie walking around with her shotgun, bless her. Are, she, are there walking pictures? <laughs> maybe, that's what's her, maybe that's what her walking stick is. It's actually a shotgun. Oh, my God. I mean, that is imagine? a good spy. Pull out that little top bit and bang. <laughs> Got your <Andrew>. bitch. <laughs> oh, chance of fighting. Sorry, no, just Andrew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, take away the prints. Yeah, um, it's taken away now. But no, yeah, I love it. I think it's so nice. I mean, I, w- I feel like they could have picked a few better British queens, but yeah, I can there. we um, talk about bag of chips being so lazy and rude? Also, like, babe, who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah, like I love her because she is just iconic. But also, I'm like, <laughs> sorry, what? Like, I think you can only get to that level of like divaness when you're like Cher or Mariah Carey. Yeah, or have you been in like? Hollywood films or like really big, giant, massive things. Yeah. Like, I just think like when you no. have people there like um, Monique and stuff who've been in it for like mm-hmm. years, done like loads of other drag um, spin off shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not spin offs, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, what's it called? All Stars. Stars. That's the one. <laughs> and who's the other one? The one that's been in like four times. Um, GGB. Oh, GGB. So I didn't, I've never seen GGB before. I was going to say, like, how because you don't really watch, like, the others that no, much. No, I haven't, like, Drag Race is only, like, a new you... thing. So it was really interesting, so I actually really enjoyed this one, um, because I think it's really nice for me to, like, meet all these queens this way around, mm-hmm. and then to come back to it, and then we maybe go to watch their seasons and, like, yeah. they've developed since then. Um, but yeah, Pangina's really cool. I've seen Monique before, mm-hmm. I knew Monique. Um, Jujube I didn't know but I really like and I think what, why I like them as a person I feel like their drag yesterday wasn't up I, to the level of I the totally get what like the panel was saying about like she hadn't arrived she hasn't arrived yeah. yet because I was thinking back to when she was in All Stars 3 I think I don't know which one it was um, but like she brought her like A game to that and she was like mm. on it all the time like she killed it but mm. like part of like her drag is like those those basic outfits. Right. But I, I agree with you, though. Like, that runway was just awful. Like, yeah. And I do believe, like, she just hasn't arrived yet. I mean, yeah. you're in a competition, babe. You need to kind of arrive a bit sooner. Yeah, and also it feels like it's happening really quickly. It, yeah, I feel like the whole competition is going really fast. Like, and there's only been two episodes. Mm. And I feel like it's already done. Yeah. Like, and I don't, and also I really don't like any of them leaving. Why can't we just do the competition? They all stay And in. no one leaves. And whoever wins the most wins. Yeah, like it goes on like a point system. A point system. Yeah. You know? And maybe like by like week six we boot someone out. You know? I think that's how like Thailand goes. Oh, really? I think so. That's interesting. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that Pantana wasn't actually on mm. the show. They were a judge. Yeah, I didn't fully realise that. And also I've like seen clips and that of like her before. Mm-hmm. And I just never, I never watched Thailand. So I didn't really get the gist of it. Yeah. But, um... I'm so glad she's on it, and I feel like she literally, like, stole that first episode. Yeah, definitely. And to be honest, the second one, she's And the second good. one, yeah, yeah. And I feel like the, like, the Holland, girl from that Holland and Canada, mm. they've really put in, I feel like, more effort. 
Yeah, like I personally feel like Bagger and Cheryl should have been in the bottom two. Yeah. In the first episode. Yeah. And, and the second. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I could really like in blue this season. I felt like I didn't really appreciate her much. When I first saw her, I was like, oh, okay. But this one I'm really, really enjoying her I presence. Don't, I don't yeah. Um I feel like I know her more and I feel like she's putting in more like she's up to her game. Yeah, she definitely has. I just don't know where I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like there's this weird, like, not weird, um, a certain side of her that's sort of come out that I'm a bit like, I don't know if I like it or not. What do you mean? The very upfront, the very, like... It's... But then I'm like, is it just because she wasn't like that on her season it's a new side of her? Yeah. Because I, I admire her for being upfront and doing what she's, like, saying what yeah. she says. But I was just like, where were you, where was this then? But then I really like the discussion she had with B and Cheryl about like, she really found it hard to discover who she was mm. or who they were. Mm. And they don't know where they stand on the gender spectrum. And, like, they went through all of that kind of thing. And I think that was such a rude... Again, like, we've always said it. Such an important conversation. I'm glad that's why the show's around because yeah. it has a platform for those conversations to happen that you wouldn't normally get or see or hear on other shows. Yeah, um, I agree. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> then it's just because I love the others more. Yeah. That I'm like, I like Blue, but, not but as it's much not as like, I a, I'm like, come on. Yeah, oh no. Whereas no. the others, I'm like, come on, get in there. Yeah, it's really like, I really, yeah, the Holland Queen, I quite like um, this episode anyway, I did. And what else? Bagger, I just, I, I'm dumb. It's not just enjoying. like the entitlement, and it's yeah. just like, where are you, where, where are you getting this from? Like, like you are funny, and, like, you are kind of iconic in your own way. Yeah. But, but not like, enough to get someone to actually do the competition for you. And, like, <laughs> much better can only get you so far. Like, I, yeah. I just think, I find it really funny how Ruth finds her so funny. I think it must be, like, an American-English translation thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> literally... Something's gone wrong there. I think it was, like, someone that I spoke to about it, and they were like, I bet, like, half of, like the UK don't actually find her funny. Yeah. Like, because it is like a certain type of humour mm. and it is just very like, I don't want to say basic, but I'm going to say basic. Mm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I felt like, I get what you mean, like, I feel like the first time you hear it is really funny. Yeah. And then once you hear it ten times, it's not as funny anymore. Yeah. That's what I think And it all is. the time. Yeah. I think that's what she needs to like, elevate. I mean, maybe, I just didn't like the, Sleeping, you know, just like. Well, Rue was in the room as well. I know. Like, I was just like, who do you th- like? Have you been told that you're winning? Like, why are you like? Is it what's the word? Is it resting on your laurels? Is yeah. that what it's called? That thing. That's what that situation going on there. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested to see how it goes, but I just feel like again, I. Is it predictable that she's going to be in the final? Like, cause I'm getting that vibe. Yeah. That she's already going to be. There. She's going to go be she's the one that goes look, the furthest. Yeah, of the UK. Of the UK. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, 100%. And I feel bad for Cheryl because I feel like she had a lot to prove and because she was constantly underestimating her season and she didn't even get a chance to like, prove herself this time. Yeah. I mean, her outfit was crap, the last one. But the others weren't bad. No, I mean, the yeah. I mean, the second look, which was like Butch Queen. Mm. Like What did she do for that? Was it was like the, the motorbike race outfit thing oh and that to me was just too glam like, yeah and also I think when you got what was the other one Jim Jimbo yeah coming out with the motorcycle attached oh. to her tits that kind of you like when you compare the two you're like okay well then yeah fair that's the drag way to do it and yeah. then that's 
I mean, like, Cheryl's was nice. Yeah. It just didn't fit that theme. Or yeah, that it, just didn't, it just wasn't the same level. Yeah. Like, when you've got, yeah, like, others doing the tits handlebars, it's not really the same level. No, exactly. And I think, maybe, again, it just shows the difference between, like, different countries' form of drag and those yeah, sort of things. Yeah, that's true, actually. But, yeah, I'm, I am intrigued to see how the rest of the series goes. But I just, like, now, again, I'm like, ugh. I don't want anyone to leave. Yeah. Maybe I'm... like the Holland one. Yeah, don't mind. That is who I can imagine going next. Yeah. But, I mean, you don't know. Like, I mean, yeah. she she won this week, so who knows? Did she? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she did, didn't she? Sorry. Sent home Shazza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so shall we move on? Because we now have our chat with... Giancarlo, dating and travel writer, yes. and oh my god, this is like one of the best chats I think we've ever had. I loved it so much, guys. If you need any form of like affirmations, any like just positive thinking, basically, like it just it's an amazing chat. Just give it a listen, and yeah, here we go. Hi everyone, so we are now joined by the lovely Giancarlo, who is a dating and travel. Writer, expert, extraordinaire. Um, so, hi, Jen. Oh, hi. Well, that yeah. was quite the introduction. So, thank you so much. Yeah. It's all, it's all lies, all of it. <laughs> Not so. <laughs> so, we all have our wine. What wine are you drinking? I am actually drinking a red wine of the French variety. Which of like the specialty? I actually don't know. I just got it last week at the corner wine shop and I got it again because it's nice just for, you know, a little chin wag. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. We are on the rosé today, which is such a summer wine, but I'm still like. I mean, it is quite mild out. I mean, yeah. 10 degrees is that summer? I don't know. There's a lot of like spring love in the air. I'll have to say that. Like, it feels like there's like a special like spring post pandemic mm-hmm. kind of love vibe out there so I think you know go for your rosé live yeah. your best life yeah. I just want summer already now I've had have Christmas I'm done I want summer yeah I think we all do I think we all need that like summer of love last year that we were promised and then we just like a sad sack of shit for like three months in a row <laughs> literally <laughs> <laughs> Um, so could you tell our listeners a bit about you and like what you're up to at the moment and your life story really? Oh goodness. Well, I think if I'm going to tell my life story, we're definitely all going to need a lot of wine, especially (laughs) what what clown did you bring on this week? (laughs) Accent you can gather that I'm American, but have lived here for 10 years and can't kick it. But the more that I, the more that I drink, the more kind of English British I sound. So I guess we'll stay tuned to see like how my accent sounds at the end of the the podcast. Um, But yeah, I am from. Pardon? Where are you from in America? Kind of all over. I say now just for ease, Denver and New York, um, but there's a lot more states in there as well. Um, (laughs) And yeah, have been kind of the last few years like dating and like navigating like an adult life. Whereas like when I first started dating so many years ago, there weren't even dating apps. There weren't even iPhones. Like iPhones did not exist (laughs) when I met my ex-husband. So (laughs) like when I found Tinder for the first time, I was like, holy shit, this is a gold mine. And then I just realized it was a bunch of Mr. Beans. (laughs) I love that. They are Mr. Beans, aren't they? They are literally like dire. I mean, have you, 
I've never, uh, luckily, I've never had to go on it. What on Tinder? Yeah. Oh, wow. Actually, actually, maybe I did once, like, but I think that's when it, like, very first came out, so it was, like, cool. Right. But then I was soon off of it and was like, absolutely not. Just on to Grindr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, you. <laughs> if we could only all be so lucky. <laughs> But how have you, so going through all of that, how did you find going from a time of dating where there was like no iPhones, nothing like that, to then trying to deal with all these dating apps that suddenly popped up out of literally nowhere? Yeah, it was, it was a crazy transition. Um, Cause again, like when I used like, they weren't even dating apps, they were like dating websites. Like it was so like antiquated now. Like if you look at it now, like there was like match.com and I was on jdate.com. Um, but then they also had these things where like, and I've done this and I'm ashamed to admit it now, where you would like go into a dating service place and they would record you. And then you would have like a video cassette and like they would show you potential matches. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was so cringe. But like I worked... I worked at this place and my coworker was trying to like get a promo to like every woman that you referred, you got, <laughs> you got it like a discount on your monthly subscription. So I was like, fine. <laughs> but like everyone on there, I was like, and now I look at, I was like, oh, they were all such old fogies. And now I'm like, Ooh, you probably look like a very reliable human. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I think now I'm kind of off dating apps again. Like I'll dabble a little bit like when I travel, but I think I've kind of just like cut it off one because I just have met so many bozos. And now over the last like few years, it feels like I just keep seeing the same person over and over and over again. And even people that like I told years ago, that's like, this ain't going to work. They keep trying. (laughs) So I kind of just cut it off. And also like, because I'm 37 apparently like 36 is like the biological age cutoff so now I'm just left with like the bin of bozos um whereas like my friend who's 34 she gets like all the winners still <laughs> right winners winners in yeah. <laughs> oh my god I don't know where to go from that um <laughs> So yeah, it's a hard segue, I guess. <laughs> but no, but I when I so I've just got into when well, I just got into a relationship, but like this and last year, I was just breaking up with someone and going on like Tinder and Hinge and oh Hinge, I think it was Hinge. And literally the yeah, same yeah. people I'd seen before I was with that boy, I I recognized them again. I'm like, you haven't changed your profile in like a year and a half. <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of them just keep the exact same profile, or they like, they'll change a photo or two. Mm. Or like, I would say around this time last year, I was feeling like really sad, like the rest of the nation. And I was like, fine. I was like, well, give some of these people that have liked me for like a handful of years, like ago. I was like, maybe I'm just being a judgmental asshole. I was like, Jen, cut it out. Like be more <laughs> caring and considerate. And then I did. And they were just awful. Like one guy, 
he knew that I worked in travel and he was like, oh, hey, he's like, so tell me, he's like, when's the next announcement coming up? And I was like, oh, it's this day. He's like, oh, he's like, well, am I going to need a PCR test for this? Or like, can I do a lateral flow? I was like, you're going to need a PCR. He's like, well, where can I go and do my PCR test? And I was like, oh. I was like, I'm not a travel agent. I was like, I'm supposed <laughs> to be a prospective date. We're supposed to be planning a night to go out when freedom is here on like March 12th or wherever it is. Like, I'm not here to plan your travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not a government advisor you're there to flirt like there's two- <laughs> yeah like that was like they say americans have horrible bants but man this guy was bringing the worst banter imaginable <laughs> <laughs> would you like what is the difference in like dating american and british guys oh god um it's very different i haven't dated an american for a long time but like i do and again, because I've gotten off the apps and I've kind of like ramped up my travel a bit, I am having a lot more luck meeting men in real life. Just none that are in London. They all live like anywhere else that I've been. So, <laughs> one guy that like I talk to like on a pretty like regular basis, he's American and he's lovely. But I think especially American men, they just love to complain. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but like I would say like they're they're funny and stuff but like maybe just not as like spontaneous and maybe like full of as much banter as like British or like maybe even Finnish guys as well like Ooh. but then also like a lot of European men don't get my humor and they're like I don't get what you're saying which is like again I met a French guy a few months ago and again he's lovely we talk pretty frequently but I'll say something he's like I don't get it Jen <laughs> So I like dating British guys because they get my humor. But... Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, They're hard to find. <laughs> yeah. I dated a French guy once and yeah, I thought that was the same vibe. Very serious. Not very, not very serious, but like quite, you know. Is it because it's like a different kind of humor that they're used to? I don't know. Are French, are the French funny? I don't know. I don't really know. Well, well, this guy's funny. But... Oh, okay. Well, okay, that's good. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's funny and he's very well endowed. So, you know, it's, wow, it's worth keeping him around. <laughs> on to a winner there. That is, that is far more important. Is that more important than being funny? I mean, it depends how you're looking at it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think being funny, funny, funny has like being funny has like big dick energy. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Pete Davidson. Yeah. I mean, that I don't get, but. <laughs> No, I really apparently think- there's some allure there. Do you think it's because it's like obviously him being at like Hollywood and amongst like the stars, mm. like, and he's the one that sort of seems a bit more, I would say, normal, bit more like down, bit more like down to earth and edgy. Yeah. Rather than like oh yeah, off. he's got that like edge appeal. Yeah. Where like I feel like a lot of women that I know like, and myself included, like I love a nice guy. I've only fallen for the nice guys. I fall for nice guys that wear glasses, that have like soft sweaters, oh. that like don't wear, well, like go on motorcycles or anything like that. <laughs> um, but sometimes it's like you want a nice guy, but with like a bit of edge, mm-hmm. like a bit of flavor, a bit of like coloring, Definitely. a bit of spice. Yeah. Absolutely. And, but I don't know. He also seems like he's too much in like the spice category. Yeah. Like I feel like he's the kind of boy you date when you're 17. Like he smokes a lot yeah. of jokes, a lot of jokes. 
don't really feel like he's going in not, I feel like he's going somewhere in his life but you're just a bit like I don't know I do find him and Kim very weird but yeah that's the I can't like it also he just feels like a modern day DiCaprio and I'm like oh, you just love him and leave him like he dates like really high caliber women and I'm like okay what's wrong with this one now yeah <laughs> <laughs> so true <laughs> And I'm like, really like what I'm like why like why is like Kate Beckinsale on the curb or yeah that one was rogue I, I quite like that for her though but also I feel like she could do better yeah I know but like everyone says that I'm like okay so where are all these great guys like yeah, where, where like where them? are they <laughs> they're, they're impossible to find like they are actually impossible and now like my dad's heavily invested in my love life and so now it's like it has to go through like a strict approval process with him oh my, oh my god, god really. I mean, more so than when I was ever a teenager, but now, cause like we're hunting for like, you know, serious potential or like husband number two opportunities. He's like, oh, he's like, this guy's gotta be good. He's like, if he's not good, like you're kicking him to the curb. He's like, or I'll kick him to the curb. <laughs> it's so- the strangest thing. <laughs> That's so cute though. But it's like him and his boyfriend as well. So like, they're like team, like fine gen love. That's oh, but I love that. that. I like, yeah, I like that. That's nice. Well, yeah, they only live like four thousand miles away, but yeah, it's great. <laughs> they can't really do much to help, can they? <laughs> they, they, they try. <laughs> um. Oh my god, what was I going to ask? I don't okay. know. You went to ask something. I think the rose is peeking it in already. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't eaten enough food. Um. Oh my god, can you please ask? Yeah, because okay. I can't. I literally, my brain is gone. <laughs> um. <laughs> What I think a lot of our listeners would love to know, what is key to nailing the first date? Ooh, like, like I need, I need background because I'm like, is this pre-pandemic now? Kind of like, I'd say now. Like, or if you met someone like on a dating app and you haven't met them before, stranger danger, maybe not that, but like, what are you doing on that first date? Well, I mean, Tinder, Tinder Swindler is, uh, oh, yes. is, is uh, you know, quite, uh, quite trending this week. So mm-hmm. I would say, you know, it, it's hard to say because you don't want to be kind of catfished. And I've been catfished a hundred, well, hundreds, that's a grand exaggeration, but many a times, many, many, many a times. I think the best thing, and I think it's different now, like versus like when I was like using the dating apps and it's heyday, like. 2019 Mm. is I think people were a little bit more uh kind of flexible with what they were looking for I think just wanted to like go out were maybe a little bit um more loose with the truth (laughs) whereas now I think we've all kind of collectively been through such a hard time that now we're like okay like I'm not going to bullshit someone maybe as much or like maybe the percentage of potential partners are doing it a little bit less but like just really being honest, picking a fun place, picking a place in the middle of the both of you, I think is so important. Mm-hmm. Like one of the last kind of dates I did go on, this is goodness, back in like September or October, he wanted me to go somewhere fucking crazy, like an hour away from where I live. And I was like, listen, I was like, and like some crazy time, like 8.30. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I don't want to be a grandma, but <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, obviously like this isn't like the safe, it doesn't feel like the safest time for women. And, you know, it's nice to kind of be a little bit more in the middle. And so basically I was just like, no. (laughs) So I think you have to like hold your ground. And if you don't feel comfortable 
going into the first date, then you're not going to feel comfortable on the first date. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's also important to like, just make sure it's like somewhere you both want to go, something you both want to do. Um, you know, some, some guys like want to have like a video chat beforehand. I'm not always like super keen on that. Like some people are like, oh, well then I don't have to like waste my time and like get, you know, dressed and put on, you know, lots of makeup and, you know, go somewhere I don't want to go. But sometimes I feel like things don't always translate over video chat. I think, especially for someone like myself, I'm literally on Zoom all day. Like mm-hmm. uh, probably like at one point I was probably on Zoom like 25, 30 hours a week. So I'm like, I don't want to do a video day. I want to meet you. I want to see if like, maybe I'm not like warming up to you like right off the bat like that could change a lot in real life mm. um and I think you like see things that you don't see like behind a screen so that would be be like one of my like biggest tips and just be fucking honest like there's nothing worse than like saying that you're a certain height or you come from like a certain background or a certain education or whatever it is I've had guys lie about everything um you know from wanting kids to not wanting kids And then you show up and you're like, wait, what? I'm like, you're not this person at all. Like you're a completely different person. But like, maybe you thought that if you got me drunk enough, you would get lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, have too much, <laughs> I have too many wits about me. <laughs> Even after four glasses of wine, not now, but like at the pub. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like on a first date, so like you shouldn't, if that video call, you miss out those things of like, the hug and like what they smell like and like what you feel like around them like to be around them and like if you feel like comfortable in their presence and like yeah like I find like when I like used to date like it was very much like I feed off of like people's energy and like mm. if I like meet yes. knowing that it was like first couple of seconds or whatever I'm like okay like this is gonna be a good time this isn't gonna be bad yeah I think that's the same with like friends or like colleagues and anything like someone's energy in those first couple of seconds is very like crucial yeah exactly oh the smells actually like so spot on there because of so, I mean I've got on first dates where I'm like I hug them and I just get a like a whiff of like bad man smell uh, and I'm like, oh my god I'm like when was the last time you bathed oh my god no how could you do like, this that time I was like this is done oh. <laughs> oh my god. I could not how how can you exit a date early if you're not feeling that because this is one thing I always want to know Oh, I mean, I'm not even going to claim that this is mine, but I think this is like the best excuse I've ever heard. Mm. And it worked really well, I think, in the pandemic as well. So I met this um, guy, it was actually platonic. It was on a retreat uh, about a year ago. And we were talking about dating and we we're all kind of in different situations. People that hadn't been married, people that had been married and divorced, people that had been divorced for a long time. It was like such, it was like 20 years of like different age groups and situations. It was very cool. And he told me that when, because he doesn't like dating apps. So he meets women a lot in real life. So he doesn't necessarily want to like burn bridges in case he like sees them at the bakery or something like that. So he says, <laughs> if a date is going really bad, he's like, oh, you know, it's been so lovely chatting with you. I really like you, but I have to go back for my avocado delivery. <laughs> <laughs> But is it bad? It's kind of brilliant. Yeah, it's so good. (laughs) But the one that I've used once, which it wasn't an excuse, it really did happen. But like, I just could not 
stand this guy. And I think now I would be in a very different situation because I've changed a lot during the pandemic and I'm like not willing to put up with as much shit as I used to. <laughs> but at one point, this guy was just such a miserable like jerk. And my friend was having a baby and I was like, oh, I was like, my friend's having a baby. Um, I know they're on the other side of the world, but I got to FaceTime them. So it was really nice meeting you, but I got to bounce. <laughs> I'm out of here. Right. If I ever need to go on a date, you're having a baby, okay? <laughs> That's fine. And like now I'd be much more of like an advocate of like being honest and just like being upfront. But he was also like, he had a little bit of a rage issue which I didn't pick up on before meeting him. So I'm glad I kind of used the reason that I did. And sometimes, sadly, as women, you kind of have to, mm-hmm. um, because you can realize you're like, this person seems so nice. And then they get there and you're just like, whoa, you're, you're angry and or not the person that I thought you were at all. And I've had that even on like second dates as well. Whereas like people are like, oh yeah, I'm like teetotal. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, interested and then second date shows up like blips out of his mind and I was like this is weird oh (laughs) I was like again you smell (laughs) I was like you smell terrible (laughs) I can smell it (laughs) and I think it's that thing isn't it like you want to be honest but also you want to be like safe and you still want to offend someone's feelings and it's like that hard like middle ground to be like how honest am I versus how much of like a lie do I tell to get out of the situation yeah, it, it's very, very tricky. And I think that's definitely like a, a, a fine balance to kind of mm. toe because you, you do want to be honest. And then, you know, I would say, you know, 99% of the time I haven't been completely honest. There's times I've definitely evaded the truth. Um, but then I try to kind of do it when I'm in the safety of my home, knowing like, okay, I can now be honest with how I feel. And it's usually just like, you know, didn't feel, you know, a va va boom there. Mm, mm. definitely you know lady bits didn't get excited so you know <laughs> as again I've been married so I'm like if you don't feel like the va boom now you're not gonna feel the va va boom in 10 years <laughs> that's so that's so oh my god I love that yeah <laughs> what's about to get married um any advice oh my god <laughs> um yeah live every day like it's your wedding day Oh my god, I can certainly do that. I I don't think we've got enough sequins in the world for that. (laughs) But but to but like I think a lot of like people and like I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, I'm getting married, married, I've checked the box. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of like, okay, now I can kind of use this time to kind of maybe focus on other things in my life that I care about. And yes, that makes sense, but also it's there it's like so easy for a marriage to break down it's so easy for a long like term commitment to break down unless you like invest in it on a regular basis and you Mm -hmm. check in on a regular basis and you treat it as if you're still not married because then in so many ways it's like you miss out on like those key like communication moments because you're just like ah whatever like we're married it's fine it'll it'll work itself out and if you're lucky it will or like in my situation, like I never thought I would love anyone more than my husband. I still actually like care for him deeply till this day um, and thought I was one of those smug assholes in the no- like, like in the notebook that's like, I found like my lover for life, but life happens. And like, that's a crucial thing that I think a lot of people don't consider is like when things get really tough, either, you know, 
you know, through death or, you know, finances or job loss or, you know, sickness, whatever it is, like life happens. And so you need to make sure that like you have that kind of communication and that trust and that, um, you know, that feeling that you can rely on them at kind of any given point to kind of build yourself back up when you kind of do get through some of those pitfalls. Mm, I love that. Um, I love it. That's so that's really interesting because it's just like I remember speaking to people before and they were like oh um like I think he's the one and all this kind of stuff and then Mm. like they it's just broken down and I've like said to them like what is it that made it what is it that made it break down like what is it that made it change and I think like it goes back to what you said like it was putting that investment and that time in rather than just being like oh yeah it's like <laughs> filling up the wine <laughs> rather than just it being like we broke up like they weren't being present for each other exactly it, exactly I mean the thing is is like you know I could say like a million things that pissed me off about my husband but like at the end of the day like I loved him and I chose him and would you know go through you know, the, the lows and the highs and the Mm -hmm. in-between together. But I think what happens is like, you start to kind of get into a point where you don't check in or like, you don't like you, or you start to kind of like check out, which I think is like such a like high probable thing that happens now that you kind of just lose touch with each other. You kind of lose those little moments. You lose the excitement. I think losing excitement is like one of the biggest like drainage yeah (laughs) like killers in a relationship is because you don't excite each other anymore you like you kind of rely on each other in maybe kind of more ways that you could do that with your best friend or like Mm -hmm. your you know your parents or a cousin or you know someone else in your life to kind of like you know sit around and like do stuff that you love to do but um you know making sure that like you still like stimulate each other and excite each other and you know inform each other and basically just be there for each other as much as you can and you know all the ways that you would want someone else to be there for you like the way that I always kind of think about like if I want to kind of date someone long term I think and this is actually like really morbid so I'm sorry we're gonna have to like go to a (laughs) more positive topic after this but I always say I'm like okay I'm like would you want this person next to you when like one of your parents is dying in a hospital bed and like, would you want them next to you to like go through that process? And then likewise, if you are, you know, drinking tequila and dancing like on the shores of Mexico and listening to your favorite song with like your favorite people, would you want them next to you? And Mm. if the answer is no, then that's sorted. (laughs) That's such a good way to, I'm taking that. I am using that advice. I'm like oh that's made me really happy like in like a nice way no I know what you mean it's very like heartwarming yeah it's nice because it, it, it that really does like I mean obviously you can't know that on a first date but I also think on a first date oh, you yeah. know if someone is something to you yeah they're not absolutely like I don't think you can just go for a drink with someone and be like oh yeah I'm not sure I think you either know or you don't yeah you just get that vibe don't yeah. you Oh yeah, but that shit's gotten me into a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you said you um, meet people now like more like organically. Where have you been? Yeah. Because like I met my boyfriend 
through friends um and that was like really nice to met him like that way but like I feel like you can't really like plan to meet people organically <sighs> yeah it's hard I mean also like I'm much older than you guys <laughs> so like everyone that I <laughs> Like everyone that I know is like, oh, they've been married for like 10 years or something. Like, I mean, I was with my ex for like 15. So like, shit. <laughs> At this point, like I'm in this weird stage where it's like no one, like people are like, we're hesitant to get married are just now getting married. And then the people who like are married and are unhappy haven't got divorced yet. And so I'm kind of just stuck with like this range of like emotionally unavailable guys or like people that just have been like dating up a storm like the last, you know, five, 10 years. <laughs> um, but to answer your question, travel actually, like I've met a lot of, I've met more men just like in the last like three months traveling and just like kind of shooting the shit with them uh, than I have probably in like two years. Um, and I would say like, I'm a, like a big advocate of doing things solo because again, it's like, I'm not waiting for like a man to like come in and take me to a nice restaurant or like go to a pub, like after work. Um, so I'll like go and do all those things by myself. But I think because there's like, there's still a lot of work to be done to kind of break that stigma of females doing things out by themselves mm -hmm. and then not being called like a streetwalker has like a long way to go. Um, so like, sometimes like I'll just go to like pubs after work. I'll sit by the bar. Um, sometimes I'll bring a book, sometimes I don't. And, you know, typically like eight out of 10 times, like someone speaks to me and it's either like a couple or it's like, you know, group of coworkers and, um, you know, I'll bring my dog with me. So obviously she's a good icebreaker um, or like, I'll go up and like speak to people. I've like, I'll have this, like, maybe there's something with a guy who has a similar dog, like in my neighborhood, like we kind of chat in the park. Um, so like it is happening, but I think it's like, you kind of have to like signal to others that like you are open to conversation as well, because I think that makes it a lot easier to kind of like broach the barrier. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, cause I spent so long, like by myself, not seeing a fucking soul <laughs> for like literally months, like this time last year, I was like, I haven't seen someone in like five weeks <laughs> because everyone was so scared. Um, and I get it. Um, but I literally, there are people like, oh yeah, well, I'm like sick of my spouse. I could fucking kill her, kill him. I want to kill the kids. I just like, <laughs> just, like just put me in the shower and turn the water on. And then just like everyone wa else walk out. Like <laughs> I realized that was bad, but there were other humans around. Whereas like, I went on like a few winter walks and I was just like, okay. I was like, I'm good. I was like, these guys are bozos. I'm not going out in the cold. Um, but also like none of my friends want to go for a winter walk, understandably so. Um, so that's kind of it. So like by the time it kind of came back up, I was like, okay, I'm going to go meet people. <laughs> I'm doing it. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm saying hello. I was like, even if you think I'm a strange American, which I am a strange American, <laughs> I'm here. Deal with it. <laughs> How do you, like, this is something I've actually always like struggled with. Where do you get that, like, confidence to go up to someone like even if it's like you want to make friends with someone like where do you get that confidence from oh goodness I mean I would say like it disappeared for a long time 
like it was it was gone for a really long time I would say like when I was younger and I moved away from home um so I moved from Denver to South Beach Miami when I was 20 and I didn't know anyone this is like before the financial crash like everything was just like excess beyond belief like there was drugs money fancy cars models nudity like whole thing I was like oh (laughs) (laughs) and it wasn't a sheltered kid like you know I did a lot of like interesting stuff like (laughs) as a teen and like you know definitely like I think kind of the exposure to like different cultures at a young age like definitely like warmed me up to it but it was just like beyond anything I could have like ever imagined um and I think I had like I did I had to develop confidence then because there was no other choice Mm -hmm. um but then I think I like moved to New York and then obviously like I met my ex and you know I think I lost myself kind of a lot in what happened in my own life but then also kind of what happened to us as like a couple and then moving to London and kind of by the time we broke up I was just like a shell of myself and I didn't really like know people here that knew me before that. So it was just even like worse trying to like go into kind of a new like friend circle, a new like friend situation, like meet new coworkers. Um, And they kind of want like a version of you. And so you kind of feel like you have to perform in a weird way, but it was, it was never, it was never authentic. And then I think really only like throughout like the pandemic again, kind of coming to terms with like the divorce and the breakup and who I am and failure and like actually embracing failure as like an opportunity versus, you know, something that you'll never recover from, I think was huge. Um, Because now I think of it as like, I'm going to speak to people, I'm going to say something, I'm going to be myself, I'm going to be American. I was so like bashful of being like too like brash or loud or like noisy or American or sounding like a dumbass, uh, you know, while living here. And then I kind of got to the point where I was like, you know what, I was like, I'm here and you know if you don't like me then that's fine a lot of people don't and I've come to terms with that you're never gonna please anybody mm-hmm. or everybody um you're gonna piss people off you're going to like rub people the wrong way but it's more I realized it was more important for me to be authentic and honest and thoughtful and if anyone doesn't care for it then they can bugger off not like so the door's good. right there <laughs> like go right there yeah. so I, like I was like don't like, like me speaking to you <laughs> yeah. like I feel like English people would definitely like take a pinch of like American confidence sometimes well absolutely yeah like that is like one thing I think we all are missing that like self-deprecating and so self like insecure almost of like yeah I think it's like, like talking to people I feel just, like with, the, with British people like it's almost like a need or like a want to be liked by everyone. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, maybe. Like, you're not going to be like, you're not going to be, you can't physically be liked by every single person. Yeah. So, like, just be yourself. And if you don't like it, then bye, hon. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but the, but the tea is so like easy to drink. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like you do want to be liked by everybody. It's like, and you don't want to like offend somebody or like, be off color or yeah like oh my god you're being so crazy and now i got to the point where i'm like oh, okay fine i'm like i don't care <laughs> and i actually have more i have more british friends now than i ever did like being a little bit more cautious because they're like oh you're fun <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
do you ever find like pressure to date like or are you quite you know independent I mean you seem very independent and like do whatever the hell you want uh well I don't know it's it's again it's very weird like if you would have asked me this question before the pandemic or even like this time last year I would have had a very different response than I do right now I think right now I don't kind of have the pressure to date because I basically like determined again at like some point in the pandemic that I was like, listen, actually, I'm not sure I want children. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think I was like holding on to that narrative for so long after I broke up with my ex-husband because I thought, oh, okay. Like kind of like buying a house. I thought that if I had kids, it would make up for like my past or it would like make up for like how I felt. I didn't have like the idyllic like family upbringing. Like I could do it right with with kids right but then I realized I was like "Mm, kind of like owning a house um you know somewhere that like I'm pretty sure I can't afford I can't afford most places so it's like I'm gonna have to just like rent for the foreseeable future and I'm fine with that it's kind of with like letting go of the idea of like wanting or feeling like I need kids because you know I live like a very you know very like wonderful and uplifting life that I've created for myself like I I do it on my own and I've managed to like successfully do it for myself. So kind of anyone who comes along, like they're going to need to kind of either feed into that or I'm not going to be bothered because Mm -hmm. kind of like, what's the point? Um, And to like bring a child up in this world, like I'm not saying never, but I just think like I wanted to kind of say, oh, well, if I have a kid with a guy who is good enough, then that will solve my problems whereas actually it doesn't do that at all and a lot of my friends and family that I've spoken to in the last you know year or two they're like you know I have an amazing partner you know I met them in my 20s they're incredible they're supportive they're loving they show up and even I find it impossible to raise children or even a child um because it is that demanding but so often like a lot of women feel shame or like stigma about like talking about how challenging it can be, you know, even if they do kind of have a support supportive network. Um, so I think I've kind of, what I've done is like, I've taken all that stuff away in terms of like the responsibilities needed or like quote unquote, the responsibilities that people expect you to have as an adult. And now I'm kind of like, fuck it. I'm just living for myself. And this is the happiest I've ever been. That's oh, so I good. love it. I love it. Um, also, like, I feel like the minute you decide like not to have kids as well, like, and not like instinct side, but you know, like as a woman, I feel like that gives you so much more like time, and it's sort of like that breathing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't have to rush anything. Like, I don't have exactly because in my head at the moment, I'm like, okay, thirty, I need to have my entire life done by thirty so I can have kids, yep. and it's like, no, that's not like the reality for yeah. everyone, and that's a good thing, I think. Otherwise, yeah, because you get so much more of your life. Not like having kids takes away from your life, but oh, I can. <laughs> no, I can imagine it can. And you're like, I just feel like, as yeah, as a woman, you're always got that ticking time bomb in your head yeah. of like, my eggs are gonna run out. Oh my god, I need to find a man, get him to impregnate me, and then like that's it. And it's like, mm, don't really want that. Well, I do want that, but not yeah. Yeah, it's just like I think again, it comes down to like the society's pressure that has mm. weirdly put that somehow into practice mm, and it is exactly like, like you said like it's like owning who you are and 
mm. owning what you want like mm. and again it's if people don't like it then the door's over there you know where to yeah. go yeah also when you're talking about being in your 30s and like not having kids and like dating very sex and city vibes I have to say <laughs> are you have you watched and just like that I gave up after episode two. <gasps> <laughs> oh my God. You need to get back on it. You need to get back yeah. on it. It's so good. Well, it, you know, it was very hard for me. I think at that kind of point in time, like it, it came out because what, when did it, when did it come out? December? Like December, November, sort of just before Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Like December. Yeah. I wasn't in a great place in December. I think because like again it's like I work and travel I was like trying to get back home um like everyone was like oh my god lockdown pandemic oh, you're not going to be able to get home you're going to be stuck here for the foreseeable future <laughs> and I was like oh fuck I was like I just want to like go home and see my family and like you know hang out and flirt with some like cute American men like in the hot tub like I just want to have like my best American life <laughs> And I think so, like I watched the second episode and I was like, oh God, I was like, I feel like that just like ripped away a lot of optimism. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then the whole thing about like him came out. So I was like, I was like, I'm just gonna like take yeah. a step back <laughs> and like give it another watch, like in the spring. So like, I'll give it another go. <laughs> but for the moment at that time, I was just like, oh, I was like, everything was just like closing in so much. And I was like, oh, now big Stein. I'm like, Whoa. so I was like, I guess I'm going to be alone forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically. Which is like clearly now with like a three week vacation, like I've changed my perspective, but I was, I was burnt out. I was so tired. I was like, I work in like COVID travel news. I was like, I needed a break. So like now I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to meet someone. They're going to be great. Maybe his name will be like Henry or something. I don't know. <laughs> Put it out in the universe. Manifest it. <laughs> oh, I'm manifesting tons of shit at the moment. <laughs> um, with Valentine's Day around the corner. Yeah, yes. What advice do you have for someone that is single or mm -hmm. not with a partner so how would you sort of suggest how would you spend valentine's day or how are you going to spend valentine's day well it's weird because it's on a tuesday mm -hmm. so that's not great um but i'm going actually to i'm going on a girl's brunch on saturday Ooh. and then a new girlfriend that i met who actually like if i'm gonna have like a romance with anyone right now it's gonna be her because <laughs> she so lovely and like just my type and we like just met each other we're very much in like similar stages in our life and she invited me over to a galentine's cocktail party at her place oh my god i know i'm so excited um so i think it's just about like doing whatever you want to do and like i hate like i really really loathe the term self like self-care <laughs> um but i think in terms of like the day itself if like you don't have a special someone and I definitely don't have a special someone I have a lot of like travel interests like scattered across the globe that, but that doesn't count um it's like go like take yourself to a nice dinner take yourself to the cinema go to the ballet like I mean you can get like such cheap tickets like the national theater like same day like 10 pounds um like I used to like all the time like right after I broke up with my ex like 
I would go and book like these 10 pound tickets at the National Theater and I would go to Leon and I would eat a halloumi wrap and mm. like go to Sainsbury's and like stick a bunch of like red wine in my handbag and like just go and have like the greatest time for like 20 quid. That's my thought. Well, I love that. We should do that anyway. I do that anyway. <laughs> that would save me. Yeah, it would be. Or the like alternative is like, if you don't want to go out, if you can't be bothered, be like put on like an outfit that like you feel sexy in, you know, and like go to town touching yourself to like whoever you fancy the most. I don't know. I it's that. like, you got to do what you want to do. It's like, I'm just so sick of like the bullshit and like the toxic narrative of like, you have to have it all figured yeah. out. Mm. It's like, if the last two years have taught us anything, it's like, no one's got it figured out. And even <laughs> those smug ass couples on Instagram that think that they have it all figured out, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't, I can tell you firsthand, a lot of them, full of shit. A lot of people are just full of shit generally, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I feel like, I feel like I'm like a therapy session. Yeah. Like in a really good way. Like a fun therapy session. We just need to make this an in real life situation. situation. Yeah, I do. Yes, like one in real life, please. Again, if you haven't noticed, I'm like desperate for human interaction. <laughs> a very cute dog, but like. Oh yeah, what's your dog's name? Celine. Oh my god. As in Celine Dion. No, no. Oh, you'll get a kick out of this. This is actually quite relevant. Um, I told this to my new friend that I met last weekend in Belfast. She was like, why is your dog named Celine? Like, obviously you didn't do it after Dion. And I was like, yeah, I know. It's because all my fucking married friends kept stealing my baby names. <laughs> and <laughs> like four, like four people that I know stole my baby names. And I was like, fuck it. I was like, Celine's like the last on my list. And I was like, so I was like, I'm naming my dog Celine. So if you name your kid Celine, then I know that you got it for me. But now they're like, no, I just really like that name. I don't know why you think I stole it from you. And I'm like, bitch, you definitely stole it from me. You so. knew that I wanted that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's such a good way to do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just, awesome. Just get a pet rock and name it something. Let's get a few fish. Not sure if pet rock would work. <laughs> maybe not. But, but I maybe a goldfish. Yeah, goldfish. I don't know if I can keep that alive or not, but we can try. Well, no one else has to know except for you. This is well, and your partner, your new partner, because you guys are both loved up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he doesn't really pay attention, so like, it's fine. Like, you know, he, no, you know, he, he does pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's lovely, he's a lovely boy. <laughs> we have my cuddly. We have my have my um, cuddly toys, but they could be our children. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's that's the extent of my children, I think, for now. <laughs> Yeah, know. but then the problem is, is that then people will be like, oh, well, it was her stuffed toy. Like, ugh, I just named my baby after it because I loved it so much. Yeah. So it's, it's it's a harder justification when they actually steal your baby name and you're like, stop doing it. Yeah, yeah true. Maybe uh, a plant. Maybe a plant's a happy medium. Yeah. Scott bought me a plant and I've actually managed to keep it alive for like, for like nine months, which I think is pretty impressive. I'm because... very proud of you for that. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of plant? Green one. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the kitchen. I water it. I that is the extent of it. I don't. I I, I can't do plants. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't do orchids. I kill orchids instantly. Oh my, so. oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. No, my fiance is the devil. With any <laughs> any like, like I used to buy him flowers all the time, 
and like within a week they'd be dead. And I'm like, you killed them on purpose, didn't you? Oh my god, no, but I can do flowers. Flowers I'm good at. Plants, because flowers do have a shelf life. Flowers will die after two weeks. Yeah, but like, all oh, actually. Die. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's not a plug. I'm not paid. I, I'm not like paid by them, but like Freddie's flowers are amazing. Oh, I've heard this. Yeah, I was talking to my boss about this the other day. They're so good, aren't they? I've heard this. And like, so one of the things is like, I realized like over the summer, I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm not getting like the love and the interaction I'm looking for. Clearly, like there's not a man buying me flowers. I'm going to start sending myself flowers. So I got this like Freddie subscription and like, I'm looking at this bouquet now and it's lasted for three weeks. And I'm like, fuck, I'm like, I'm getting a new one tomorrow. I don't even have a fucking vase. I mean, this is like a very <laughs> first world problem, but like, I'm like, oh, it's actually really nice. Cause now like my apartment's kind of like filled with a bunch of like blooms in which I do have a very extravagantly rich lover that sends me flowers. But in fact, it's just me and the dog. So I'm mean, like a half bottle of red wine. So <laughs> I mean, you're winning in life. Like. I think red wine, a dog, and flowers is pretty much all you need. To yeah. Be honest. <laughs> I suppose. Although I do need a big spoon. Like I spoon Celine. Celine spoons the Paddington bear. But then I like I need I need a spoon. You need that support. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, it's, it's hard to do it well. Like I, I, I you know, it's very high strung. I'm a very high strung neurotic American. So like. <laughs> Soothe it down sometimes. Be like, girl, cool your shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I feel on. like we could actually talk to you all day, but we do have to wrap this up. So, so. <laughs> we have one final question. So this is what we ask every guest. Um, okay. How do you wind down in your spare time? Ooh. Um, I mean, again, very different answers. I... I mean, obviously love wine, but drinking wine by yourself has kind of lost its luster a bit. Mm. Um, so I would say like, I like nice like sunset walks. Oh my God, I definitely sound like an old like Barbara Streisand. No, I love that. I mean, like sunset walks with the dog are obviously nice. Um, but I love just like meet up with a friend or like, you know, go to like, a nice like little place and have a glass of wine but I actually also like really love the cinema like going to like a seven o'clock like cinema like in the summers like one of my mm -hmm. favorite things and just kind of like going in seeing something good and then you go to the pub afterwards and you chat about like the movie and stuff which is really nice and yeah I'd say that's nice I, I could say like yoga or run but that would be a lie <laughs> <laughs> I was like I'm doing that tomorrow but like that's not the average so. <laughs> no I think the wine cinema is yeah a bit more I love us accurate. Yeah. With us anyway. Yeah. Oh. I mean, why is everything I, with us? <laughs> yeah. I, we no, we don't. I would it. certainly hope so. That's <laughs> <laughs> literally what the podcast is named after. <laughs> and that's why you two are gems. <laughs> oh, thank you. You are such a gem. We have had like the best time chatting with you. Like it's been this time has gone so quickly. Yeah. Like it's been so nice chatting to you and learning all about your dating life and getting so much advice as yeah, well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, the thing that I'll warn you is like the older I get, the more that I'm like, I'm totally full of shit. And I don't know anything, but I think that's much more valuable than when I was like in my late 20s. I was like, oh, I know everything. I'm <laughs> I think it's just all about experience. And the more you live, you're like, oh shit, I got that totally wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
Life's to be enjoyed. You embrace where you are in the moment and then you go from there and just hope that it, you know, you make the best choices that you can with the information that you have at the time. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, what a note to yeah, end I know, it on. Say, oh, well. <laughs> I wrote it down. I'm kidding. I didn't do it. <laughs> Wait, print it out. <laughs> um, where can everyone find you on social media? It is at Jen Carlo, which is J E N K A A R L O. Lovely. Thank you Fabulous. so much for chatting with us today. We are, yeah had the best time honestly well yeah, you, you. you are an absolute pleasure i can't wait for drinks yes, yes oh my God, we will get that in the diary oh i love her so much i cannot wait to go out for a drink with that woman <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i just learned that so much and i think this was like the advice about like living your everyday your marriage like it's your wedding day i think that even like, for a relationship as well like even as i it's like remember to keep on that like putting that effort in Don't yeah and like I'd I, I like to think that like, me and Gabriel are quite good at that. Like, because mm. we'd always make sure we have like date nights and like we're actually like, weirdly, since we've been engaged, like we're actually planning more things to do together as a couple kind That's of thing. So like, nice. like, we've got like quite a few theatre trips planned and like we're going to do like a holiday. We want to do like a weekend away just for like, a spa because we really enjoy that sort of stuff. But like, it is so true. And I think the one thing that I really resonated with was when she said about the whole idea of like, you literally can't please everyone so like mm. if people don't like you that is fine yep. like the door is over there at the end of the day it is their loss like yeah. you're not losing anything clearly if they want to be part of your life then there's a reason for it and i just think like it's so nice to hear someone like her her experience to talk so eloquently about that stuff as well mm. like it just makes you really want to sit there and be like Do you know what like I'm going to take a minute. I'm yeah. not that bad. Like, my life's not bad. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's just... It was wholesome. It was lovely. And I, I cannot wait it. to have one, two, three, four, five bottles of wine <laughs> with her and be finally neat. <laughs> honestly, yeah. Thank you so much, Jen. You honestly... Yes. So lovely. And yeah, I just felt that was such a lovely, lovely chat. Perfectly in time for Valentine's Day. Yes. Okay. Also, we've had loads of good positivity. What's our good news of the week? So our good news of the week this week comes courtesy of Gay Times magazine. As it always should. As it always should. Yeah. Um. So the headline reads: TikTok bans misgendering, dead naming, and conversion therapy promotion in substantive changes. Uh, TikTok has updated its community guidelines to ban an array of anti-LGBTQ plus content, including dead naming transgender people. The social media platform announced the changes on 8th of February following the ongoing pressure from LGBTQ plus charities such as GLAD and advocacy groups like Ultraviolet. TikTok said the new guidelines will be adding clarity on types of hateful ideologies prohibited on our platform, which will now see dead naming, misgendering and use, using of trans persons pre-transition name banned. Content that supports or promotes conversion therapy programs will also be explicitly restricted under the new rules. Um, about bloody time. Yeah, I mean, the UK government could probably follow suit anytime soon as well. Completely. Um, I think especially the, obviously the misgendering and the dead naming is obviously really important, but yeah. also I felt the conversion <clears throat> therapy thing is so important. That is just such a hot topic at the moment that mm. I just don't fully... I just don't like oh, <laughs> with our government and that. Like I don't. I'm yeah. just like, like 
I remember last year when we said, but I think it was our good news that like mm, it was about to be banned. it was about to be banned, and here we are in February still with it not banned or not even moved anywhere further along the yeah, line of no it being banned. No progression at all, and I just think, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, but the thing is, like, TikTok is the biggest platform now. Like, everyone yeah. has their like information, and for people that young to be on TikTok from that band, I think is really, really good, a really good step. Yeah, because you know. Obviously, it doesn't stop it being legal, but it stops it being promoted yeah. to potentially vulnerable young people. So that in itself is really good. So I'll be on TikTok. Yeah, I mean, TikTok is doing some good. Yeah. I mean, they do do good. They do but you do know good. what I mean. Like, it's nice to actually see, like you said, like, a big corporation like that taking that step. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully other social platforms and our very own government. We'll follow suit. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, brand of the week this week is World of Zing, which is an award-winning pre-batch and bottled cocktails company. Um, they are incredible. They have, I've actually tried them a few well, times. To... <laughs> and <laughs> there's me clicking like under 18. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but they are an amazing company. I've tried their products um, multiple times. They've actually sent me some recently of their new stuff that's coming out soon. Um, and it's just really, actually really, really good. Um, so a bit about the company. They launched in 2014 by flavour guru Pratesh Modi um, to bring exciting moments of mixology and cocktail innovation to a wider audience. World of Zing has quickly become recognised amongst Europe's most innovative cocktail businesses. Operating from one of the Europe's most advanced cocktail labs in southeast London... Um, World of Zing's cocktails are crafted in small batches using the finest spirits, handmade liqueurs and bespoke bitters. Um, but basically, they have been featured on Channel 4 Sunday Brunch, BBC News, The Observer, Evening Standard, The Telegraph, um, on my stuff as well. Which is obviously the main thing. <laughs> um, but no, genuinely, like, they do so many different flavours. I mean, I and they get sent straight to your door with everything in it. Like... I can't believe how much this company actually does, and they're bringing more and more and more out. They do pouches, that's fun. Yeah, they do cocktail pouches, they do Prosecco cocktails, rum cocktails, gin cocktails, <laughs> post cocktail cards, which are perfect for like your, what is it? Like gifts. Your, your gifts, like your yeah. birthdays, your Christmases, <laughs> your Easters, whatever you want. Scott, can you breathe for a second? Just I just feel like out. I'm on a roll with these people. Oh, no, um, you're stressing me <laughs> But no, seriously, go and check them out, guys, because they do some really amazing products, all different sizes, all different flavours, so there is literally something for everyone. A passion everyone. fruit margarita. Um, I know. Okay. Yeah. But if that is World of Zing. Make sure you go and check them out. Um, Book of the week. So, last week, which was would have been my book of the week last week, but, you know, still on the sale. Um... <laughs> So I read Grace Dent's Hungry. So you know Grace Dent, the food critic, she's a master chef quite a lot. Vaguely. So she wrote her memoir, um, and it's all about her like growing up in the north of England, and it basically talks about like her love of food and her like journey with food, and like how she became a journalist and all that sort of thing. Um, but it also towards the end talks about her dad's struggles with dementia and how that impacts an entire family. Yeah. And obviously, at my family at the moment, that's what we're kind of going through. Um, so I did cry at the end. Um, but the rest of the book is the but the major like two thirds of the book are really funny. It's really a good like oral history almost of like 
what food used to be like, like the obsession with like going to the big as the shop and stuff, That's so and like interesting. food, like school dinners, and like what that means to people. Oh god. You know, like for some people, it's like a really warming thing. Some people, it's really it's like, not, yeah. But it's all told through like her life. But you can relate mm-hmm. to it so much of like, you know, and like she talks about like, the women doing all the cooking and like literally cooking three meals every single day nonstop. Oh my god! It was just it was really funny. Like I laughed, I cried, um, I thought about loads of food all the time. Oh, I was gonna say I probably been like eating all the time if I read that. Yeah, it was really. I literally like devoured it over like a weekend. It was I mean, really... I, I eat all the time anyway, but <laughs> but it was just like really nice to like and like because obviously like. Everything that we've had, like, in our life, like, we always had, like, massive supermarkets. And she was saying, yeah. when the big Asda first came, it was, like, a life-changing moment. It was moment. a big, yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, you just don't think about it now. Although, obviously, we, like, I love, I love a big trip to, like, a big Tesco or a big Sainsbury's. But you don't realise like, what that would have meant to people back then. Back then. Yeah. Like, even, like, in the 80s, like, that's not ages away, but yeah, it's still yeah. so, like... The whole time was life. different, yeah. Yeah, so it was just a really good one. And I think, obviously, that dementia conversation, and it was really good, just, like... If you've experienced someone in your family having dementia, reading it, you'll recognise so much stuff. And I think that was really important as well. I think that's what like, I miss about those books. And I need to start reading Tom Daly's one that I bought last year. Because mm. um, it was when I just started that, that I then picked up another book. Um, but I miss those kind of books that you can, that are so relatable. And like, it makes it such an easy read because you're mm. relating so much yeah. to it. And you just keep turning the page. Yeah. Um, but I like the fact that it's like a different. I thought it was a different person for you. I wouldn't really yeah, get into... I love. I mean, I love MasterChef. Um, oh, love MasterChef. I love food. Um, and it's about like her being a female journalist as well, and like how she like basically kind of lied her way into her first job. And I was like, yeah, fair. <laughs> Go on, girl. Yeah, like, but literally, like it was like, and, like reading about like her working at the newsroom with like Piers Morgan in the nineties. Like, that was so cool to read about as well. Gosh. You know what I mean? Like that sort of like proper like gritty journalism. Yeah, like, but that was the time, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> um, gifts of the week. We both have gifts of the week. Oh my God, do you want to do yours first? Uh, Go yeah, because I think, I'm not going to lie, mine's the best gift of all time. <laughs> um, earlier today, I was gifted Cocoa Pops, Hazelnuts, <laughs> the new variety. I'm feeling like that's like Cocoa Pops Nutella collab. It's not literally, but that's what, that's what the vibe is. Isn't right, it? okay. And they get, comes with, like, it came with like a, in a massive box, like, we'll go upstairs, literally huge. And Cocoa Pops and pencils, a straw and a bowl from Habitat. What's the um, pencil was for? I don't know. <laughs> um, but I I've got my Coca Pops branded pencils. Um, ah. But yeah, new limited edition hazelnut flavour Coca Pops. I'm actually so excited to try them. I, don't know how, I just don't really like nutty flavoured food. Well, like Nutella. Yeah, I mean I've never tried Nutella. What? I just the idea of nuts just puts me off. You've like never... I hate things that if they taste really nut like I hate the taste of nuts, like peanuts and stuff like that. I can't stand the taste of them. So I'm like, I just don't want that taste in my mouth. You've, you've <laughs> never had Nutella? I don't think so. Maybe like once, like years ago. But it doesn't taste like nuts. Mm, I just go for chocolate spread though. That's Nutella? It's not, because it's got no nuts in it. That's so weird. <laughs> actually bizarre. But no, because it's funny, because actually I bought, I started eating Cocoa Pops again for breakfast. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I forgot how good Cocoa Pops are. Oh, they are so good. Like, I just, like... Cereal doesn't fill me up, but I just love it. It's a good snack. I just love it. Yeah. And you can make, like, your little Rice Krispie cakes and all that stuff with them. I remember when me and my sister and my mum went for breakfast at the Four Seasons once, and you could have had anything, and my sister asked us to go Cocoa Pops. You've gone to the Four Bloody Seasons, and you've asked for Cocoa Pops. Yeah. (laughs) Bless her. (laughs) 
sense. Oh my god. Okay, and then what were you gifted this week? Uh, so oh, my gift of the week this week is from a fragrance brand called Confessions of a Rebel. Um, and it was three of, they do so many scents. It was three of their tester ones. Um, I just live for the names. So one is called About Last Night, one is Almost Single, and another one is Fuck Mondays, which is uh, basically my life motto. I love that. Um, um, but I'm wearing one now. Oh. oh, yeah, you smell. That smells like a normal you smell, though. Yeah, there's, honestly, though, but that was one spritz. Oh, very nice. And I, I can smell it on myself. And yeah, I like those. Nice. I, know to, I know they normally, normally say, if you can't smell it, that's the one for you. But like, no, no, this one I keep a... getting like wafts off, mostly because of my like shirt I'm wearing. But it's they're so good, and like they have some really amazing like different fra- uh, fragrances on it, all named like brilliantly after That's so many things. So nice um, and they're quite affordable as well. And yeah, they just I featured them on one of my pages, and they really nicely sent me some um, scents to try. But yeah. Lovely. Yeah, lovely. Well, what a lovely episode. I've really enjoyed today. Yes. Um, thank you so much, Jen, for coming on the podcast. Um, we just had the best time this week. Yes, thank you. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Wind Down the Podcast. You can email us at windownthepodcast at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, happy Valentine's Day, everyone, for next week. Love yourself and love all your mates and family, and no one needs any men. Yes. yes. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>